the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't forget, you can always catch me on television as well. I typically do spots on Cron 4, but I post them to YouTube as well as to my Facebook page. You find me on YouTube at Rob Black Show. Rob Black Show. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. <clears throat> Sometimes I do special shows like the top 20 things that you need to know in investing. Sometimes I'm a little bit more of a bullet shot into the stock market and what works and why. I'm the only person in financial media who actually worked on Wall Street and who's not trying to actively get you as a client. What I'm trying to do is to actively get you focused on getting to retirement. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. So Greece is the big issue right now, and that's good news for you. As an investor, let that be the drama. You can control certain things, some you can't control. And when that happens, it's an okay thing. Coca-Cola, better than expected earnings. Starwood Hotels, better than expected. Um, I told you a couple weeks ago, Coca-Cola was interesting based on the fact they're going to make billions of dollars. And I, it's like Coca-Cola and McDonald's, like, you're a bad parent if you give your kid sugary water. You're a bad parent if you give your kid McDonald's. But yet, they're both going to make billions of dollars. Do I see either going out of business in my lifetime? No. Coca-Cola is coming up with a premium milk. That's starting to launch right about now. And what's the hell is a premium milk? A premium milk is lower sugar, more protein, no lactose. Ding, 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 ding. Do you know how Americans are starting to actually look at labels? I was buying rice yesterday. Rice! And I looked at how much sodium is in, like, a packet of rice. And I'm like, nope. Uh, we over-salt, we over-butter, we over-everything to the point that you can't buy packaged food. You can't. And... Coca-Cola's not going out of business anytime soon. Deutsche Bank upgraded Citigroup. That's a winner. Why is that a winner? Citigroup, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs. These are all stocks that have just been left by the road, not respected, um, flirted with, but not committed to. And to see a, a, an analyst upgrade, it's nice to see. 
it's nice to see a little bit of love. A little bit of love goes a long way on Wall Street. Brian Williams. I do kind of think that's a fantastic story. Um, trust for Brian Williams' most popular news anchor in America has plummeted in one week after he admitted to embellishing a story uh, from his war coverage. I'll be honest with you. I think most people embellish. Uh, I certainly do. Did I really marry a Playboy model? Yes. Was she a centerfold? No. Do I ever say that she was a centerfold? No. Do I let you maybe guess? Sure. So embellishment happens on a pretty regular basis. Now, again, I think it's interesting that we believe and we trust uh, John Stewart and Stephen Colbert more so than we do NBC Nightly News anchor. And that, again, shows there is a changing of the guards in the world. That as much as I say I like Nike, and I do like Nike, that too can go through a changing of the guards. Are you with me or are you against me? You have to choose a side. This is a civil war. So don't think it's not. You do have to choose a side from time to time. Speaking of stock markets, we're in a pretty good time. You know, when Greece, the headline story, started with, when Greece, the headline story, it creates an opportunity for you to be a successful investor. I used to live in Turkey, and I visited Greece regularly. And I can tell you, it doesn't mean a damn thing. Now, it don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. Greece means nothing. Greece is irrelevant. Now, does Greece have a contagion tie to the European Union? Sure. But I'm pretty sure that history, I look at and I go back and check some of the facts... Italy's been around for like 2,000 plus years, right? Germany. I'm pretty sure that like Julius Caesar and some of those dudes hung out in that area of the world. Spain, Portugal. These are all countries that have been around. Does it mean they'll be around forever? No. Does it mean that they've had a lot of muck to deal with over time? Sure. I'm more worried about China than I am about Europe, because I don't trust the Chinese. And that sounds cliche, but the economic data coming from them isn't right, and it never has been. Uh, the United States, diplomatically speaking, tried to be a friend of China's and, and help them succeed, and you know we gave them trade secrets. We helped their economy, and... For their part, they're like, oh, we need your help. And they never needed our help. Nor do I think they are a good partner in any way, shape, or form. But they are the world's biggest economy. The United States has a better GDP, but China's a bigger scope. So today we have up markets, and I don't care. To me, the story is like, and someone asked me this yesterday, they're like, um, 56. Should I own gold? I'm like, nope. I have no reason to own gold. 
can't come up with it for the life of me. Gold is pretty, and it looks lovely on a lady. Gold, whoa, 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 it's a lady. Um, but it's a, it's a commodity. Um, it's a play against inflation. It's a play against printing of money. And when terrorism hit on 9-11-2001, no one foresaw the next 10 years of our government basically printing money. And had you seen that, gold was a great play. But even in those 10 years, it's underperformed the stock market. Be careful on like some ideas that you get from commercials, some ideas that you get from CNBC. It's not necessarily in your best interest. Oil's lower today. I think oil has to touch new lows this year. Um, there's just not that much demand, and there's a way, way oversupply. And that's the problem. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can listen to the show streamed live at kdow.biz. That's kdow.biz. talking money, finances, getting into retirement kind of stuff. Let's do a bullet shot into the stock market with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Strategist with Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thanks. Good to be back with you. It's always great to have you. Um, let's refresh the listeners and tell me a little bit about what you do for a living and your credentials. Well, um, for the last 18 years, I've been employed at Briefing.com. Uh, I currently serve as the chief market analyst, uh, and what I do on a day-to-day basis is try to distill all of the um, various inputs uh, from economic data to earnings news to geopolitical headlines uh, in a manner for our readers that's very digestible and easy to, to understand and and ultimately, you know, the end goal, not just from what I do, but from what Briefing.com does, is to present information in, in a straightforward manner uh, that makes it easier for investors with a self-directed nature primarily um, to make better informed decisions. Okay. Um, how about credentials? Are you a CFA? What, what sort of education do you have? I'm not. I graduated from uh, Vanderbilt University with a BA in uh, history, of all things, okay. um, and uh, found my way into uh, into this business um, by way of a job opening here at Briefing.com, which has put a strong emphasis on 
analysis and uh, and writing skills, which uh, uh, both of which were necessary as part of my um, my degree, uh, and I continue to employ both those things uh, uh, all day, every week, and uh, and love doing it. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Like you and I have. I'll speak for myself. I've got one of the coolest jobs because I get to do financial media 24-7-365, and it translates into a pretty good you know, skill for friends and family. Like People are like, hey, how's the market doing? And I'm like, hey, I, got a, I have an opinion on that for you. Um, okay, so you write the column that I love, page one, briefing.com, and you wrote about something about possibility brewing today. And we kind of have mm-hmm. gotten – we're already in the second month of the year. The year's starting to move, um, but there kind of seems to be a positive vibe, some possibilities out there. Give me a little more color on that. Well, there is. You know, I think that the market uh, obviously has responded well in February after a, a disappointing showing in January. Um, that's not unlike what we saw in, in 2014, um, and uh, a lot of that uh, had to do with uh, Apple saving the day, really, for this uh, fourth quarter reporting season. Um, recall it had a blowout report, uh, kind of changed the dynamic, and when um, Apple started to increase nicely, uh, you know, it's the largest uh, company by market capitalization, and, and it certainly had an outsized impact on the performance of the S&P 500 in February, but it kind of had this nice uh, halo effect that uh, reminded people that when you're putting out good products and good services, there's still plenty of demand for those types of things. Um, but in a broader sense, we think that the market is is trying to get its mind around this idea that uh, despite all of the headline hysteria that is building feverishly these days around Greece and its negotiations with the Troika, that a worst-case scenario won't unfold. Um, and we can understand why the market thinks that way, because for the past you know, six years or so, um, the, the policymakers have not allowed worst-case scenarios to unfold. There's always been an 11th-hour solution that uh, reorients the market's thinking uh, that there's this uh, enduring central bank put that keeps the floor under the market and keeps uh, the desire to buy on these pullbacks intact. Um, so we're kind of, uh, we, I think we're more at a crossroads here. Uh, the market is is down, you know, slightly year to date, pretty much flat, I guess you could say. Um, and I don't think that's, uh, you know, I think that it, what I should say is I think that that's probably, you know, going to be indicative of what we see through the first half of the year, certainly, um, as you get this sort of chop, um, because you're going to be balancing geopolitical and global economic slowdown concerns against the strength of the U.S. economy and the prospect of the Fed uh, diverging from other central banks and actually raising interest rates. Uh, and there's going to be this tug of war that takes place here. And we're ultimately going to need to see the flow through in okay. stronger earnings growth and the positive impact of lower gas prices shine through in uh, economic data in coming months to kind of give the market that bullish kickstart that it's been lacking so far. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. You can find him at Briefing.com. I, like I said, I start every day reading your page one column. Um, it's kind of a cheat sheet for me. You know, if I don't do my homework, I can always start with your work, and uh, I'm proud to cheat off you. I think you're one of the best in the business. It, let's talk a little bit about, it seems like, financial media, that 
we've been reporting for a while, like, yeah, earnings aren't that great. Revenue is just okay. Do we get to a point where we, it seems like it's been since the 90s since revenue was great. We seem to be managing mm-hmm. earnings through maybe some layoffs here, some productivity there. We don't seem as robust as we could be. Is, is that a fair statement, and do we get there? I think it's absolutely a fair statement. Um, you know, it's the the quality of the uh, earnings growth uh, hasn't been, you know, that terrific, but uh, by virtue of this very low interest rate environment that's existed for so long now, uh, companies have uh, had the you know, financial wherewithal to repurchase a lot of stock that helps drive that uh, earnings per share number despite uh, some relatively lackluster sales growth. Uh, that's really a function of uh, generally weak aggregate demand as uh, as the global economy tries to continue to dig itself out from, you know, the greatest financial crisis uh, since the Great Depression, you know, and that uh, is no small feat. And we're seeing that uh, clearly these days when you consider just how much policy largesse has been introduced over the last six years and yet you still have a U.S. economy that can't achieve escape velocity, and you have a Eurozone economy and a Japanese economy that's still, you know, trying to, you know, it's on the cusp of deflation. And so um, it's disturbing from that standpoint, but uh, it is a reflection of uh, the necessity of time to heal these wounds, and uh, you just have to grow accustomed to some of these head fakes along the way. Uh, But, uh, you know, we would have expected to see, you know, better uh, signals of growth, not just here in the U.S., but around the globe at this point, and they're just not resonating yet. I saw today Coca-Cola came out with better-than-expected earnings. Um, Is that something that, as an analyst, maybe you kind of tend to favor the big blue-chip American company, the Nikes, the Coca-Colas, the Visas? They seem to be able to do no bad over time like they're gonna earn whether it's one billion dollars or ten million dollars it seems like they're gonna earn billions of dollars mm-hmm. is, is that in your thesis anywhere well it is and uh you know and, and uh, given what we just talked about you know uh coca-cola's revenue was actually down two percent you know year over year okay. two. Um, and their earnings growth was you know a non-gap uh number so their their net income actually dropped year over year, um, but it, but that said, you know I, you might have talked about the story of the janitor that was appearing on CNBC.com yesterday that you know passed away and he had eight million dollars saved right and no one even knew it, and the, the way he got there reportedly was by owning these you know tried and true American blue chip companies AT&T, General Motors, General Electric companies that pay a dividend, right? And I have no doubt that those dividends were being reinvested. And, you know, from a longer-term standpoint, uh, you know, there's plenty of historical uh, data that would suggest uh, there's certainly the benefit in a total return strategy, um, and he was uh, absolute proof of that. And so there's going to be volatility. These companies will fall out of favor for certain periods of time, but uh, their historical track record suggests that they, you know, they get their cost structure right, um, the financials in order, and they come back around and, and show that they've uh, got some great ingenuity to help drive uh, renewed earnings growth that ultimately leads to them, uh, uh, you know, getting better cash flow and having that ability to continue to raise their dividends. 
true story. I had a friend back in the 1990s who was a janitor who worked at AOL. And he said they went from one desk on one floor to two floors to three floors to two people at a desk 24 hours a day. So he said basically his cleaning work, his janitorial work doubled. And he kept buying more as the company expanded. Mm -hmm. And that was his only knowledge of the company. If they're adding desks, they must be doing something right. And he got $8 million, and his wife was furious at yeah. him because she kept telling him to sell, and he kept buying more. But I, I find that to be a, yeah. a, a nice remembrance because he actually has passed away since then. But he had $8 million just from something as trivial as keeping his eyeballs on on business. Okay, Pat, we've got less than a minute. Any last things you want to throw out there as far as right. uh, things we need? Yeah, with yeah watch, the, watch the January retail sales report on Thursday. Um, you know, we're okay. looking for a, a you know, turnaround from the disappointing December number, and with the strong payrolls report, we should see spending. You should see consumer spending pick up. If not, I'll be used as a, a source of disappointment. The market's probably not likely to react well to that. Thanks very much. That is the one, the only Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst with Briefing.com. Um, great resource. There is, but. He's just one of many at briefing.com. You want something that's non-biased? Check him out, briefing.com. Check me out, rob at robblack.com, robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Here's the KDOW AM 1220. And we were bound to the city light. Flashlights are falling to the light. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing. Consider me your brother, probably from a different mother. Unless my brother David's listening, then we have the brothers from the same mother. But consider me the brother that you can come to to ask financial questions of. I'm super proud having done this for pushing 20 years. Um, it's an honor to talk to you, the audience. I pledge that if you listen, I'll do my best to come up with good content. And sometimes I'm going to push the envelope in an uncomfortable way. And sometimes I'm going to push the envelope in a very strategic, hey, here's what I did. Sometimes I'm going to be wrong. It comes with the business. It comes with the territory. In baseball, the best hitter hits, you know, 3 out of 10. So he misses 7 out of 10. In finances, you need to accumulate wealth in good years and bad years. In bad years, you need to protect the downside. In good years, you just need to participate. You don't need to hit a home run. You need to look at your portfolio as a baseball team. You can't have... All Barry Bonds. The dude who's freaked out on steroids, who's jacked up, hits a lot of home runs. But he also strikes out a lot. With that being said, having a team of Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire's would be fun. You would have the Bash Brothers. But you would also leave the clutch hits on the field where you need them the most. So, yeah... If you look at investing as, hey, I need a Nike and a Visa, one's a financial services company, and then let's throw in a Wells Fargo. So I need a Nike, a Visa, and a Wells Fargo? And like, 
you start putting together a team that works for you. When you want to get smart and sexy and, and do a Salesforce.com or a FireEye, FireEye is an internet security company. They're awesome. What do we see in the news every day at Home Depot? Hey, playing first base Rob Black, Home Depot. I don't own that. You know why? Because they make billions of dollars in my lifetime. So, where do I go with this? You can't have all large cap companies, but you want different types of large cap companies that make billions of dollars. And, you know, to be quite honest with you, companies like Walmart and, you know, Home Depot, they'll go like, hey, we're going to expand our business in Canada, we're going to expand our business in India, and they try and they fail. And it's okay. Because trust me, they still make billions of dollars here. So sometimes the stocks aren't great, sometimes they're just okay. But in horrible, horrible times, they're okay. Whereas you can own a FireEye who protects your security, and they are a bullet shot into an industry. It's really tight scope. So you want them to protect your identity online and, you know, come up with chocolate that you could add to milk and makes chocolate milk? They're not going to do that. Well, we have a machine. My television station just recently moved, and uh, we have a, a, a coffee machine that makes free coffee, free espressos, but free chocolate milk. Like I'm like, holy mackerel, I wish I was 20. Chocolate milk? Are you kidding me? And coffee? Like, if you could marry a machine, and I think we all saw this happen in the movie Her, if you could marry a machine, a chocolate milk coffee-making machine would be a pretty good one to marry. So Brian Williams is in the hot seat. The Greeks, they're digging their own graves at this point in time. They're saying they're basically not going to pay their bills. They think austerity is not the way to go. So they're hiring back some of the people they let go from a previous uh, government angle. And no one's going to lend them No one's going to lend them money. You don't pay your bills back, no one's going to lend them money. And that's when you find out, like, oh, crap, we're in trouble. So Greece is going to fail is the expectation, and that's okay. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, money, investing, and more. Um Saudi Arabia, Iran, Syria, uh, it's not a good part of the country. It's not a good part of the world, and it does affect oil prices when there's tensions. In the end, it's fortunate that the no one's really counting on those economies to contribute. Uh, Saudi Arabia is a little bit different. Saudi Arabia is you know, that oil economy, if you know what I'm saying, is still pretty darn important. Um, Coca-Cola and Starwoods, Starwood Hotels, both solid numbers, both very different kind of companies. Citigroup got upgraded today to buy, and that's important to note because it's a big financial company who lends money to a lot of small people, whether it's credit cards or auto loans or small business loans. Citigroup's important. Qualcomm raised the low end of their 2015 guidance, and all you need to know is that they raised their expectation. 
and that's a good thing because Wall Street is based on a couple things over time earnings but in the short term visibility ie expectations um, there's four things that move a stock market there's the overall market itself there's the individual sectors there's the companies executing well within their sectors but there's also visibility so you see a GDP expanding that's going to help the overall stock market you see a sector doing well like uh, tablets or phones and that's going to help tech you see a company hitting it really solidly like maybe an Apple inside that you know uh, iPad slash mobile commerce world and they could do well but then there's also visibility of like raising your numbers it's an important one to see I'm very constructive at this point in time I can find things to like on Wall Street hopefully you can as well if not continue to listen to the show I'll continue to give you ideas you can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. You're listening to KDOW, AM twelve twenty. Expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.